Hey guys, welcome back to Pretentious Pundits, a podcast where we discuss all things football and pretend to know what we're talking about. As you can see, I'm back with the lads, Hari, Fawaz and Yasir. Hey guys, Hari this side. Hey guys. Hey guys. And today, we're also joined by Shashik. Hey guys, how's it going? Whom you may recognize from our last episode, which if you haven't checked out already, please go ahead and do so. It's now out on YouTube, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. The links to streaming which will be in the bio of our Instagram page at the rate pretentious pundits. Without any further ado, let's get into the preview of Game Week 2. So my prediction for the first match was Everton versus Westworld. I feel Everton will get an easy win because compared to Westworld, they have a better attack and a better midfield. And my prediction for the second match, Southampton between Tottenham. I feel Southampton will get the win because Tottenham have not been at their best over the past few weeks. And Southampton, although they lost their first match, were pretty dominating in that. So the scorelines which I predict for the first match, a 2-1 victory for Everton. And for the second match, a 1-0 victory for Southampton. Yeah, the next game I'll be talking about is Aston Villa versus Sheffield United. It'll be played at Villa Park. This is Aston Villa's first game in the Premier League. Uh, they did play in the Carabao Cup against uh, Burton Hove Albion. They won 3 1. Uh, they successfully managed to keep uh, Jack Grealish at the club. Uh, they tied him down to a five year deal. I think that is huge for the club as he's the captain and he's been there since he was eight years old. So, I think it's huge for Aston Villa and also they have made a number of signings. They signed Arsenal's goalkeeper Emiliano Martinez. They signed Ollie Watkins from Brentford and they also signed Matty Cash from Middlesbrough. I mean, sorry, from Nottingham Forest. So, I think these have been uh, great additions to the squad which will help them compete in the, in the Premier League and hopefully they can stay more comfortably than they did last year, which is they almost uh, went down to the championship on the last day of the Premier League. Uh, it was a miraculous escape and I hope uh, Aston Villa fans don't, they would, they would not like to see this again. And coming, coming to Sheffield United, I think they, they had a brilliant season uh, last time around. They did so well, they finished ninth position, but this season has been the complete opposite. They lost the first game against Wolves 2-0. And then in midweek, they lost uh, the Karagbao Cup tie against uh, against Burnley in the penalties, unfortunately. So, I think this game is going to be a really cagey affair. It's going to be two teams going head-to-head. I think it's a six-pointer because I think these two teams will eventually end up competing uh, to get out of the relegation places. So, I think this is going to be a great watch. And hopefully, we'll see. We'll get to see a good game and we'll see who comes out on top. Yeah, the next game is a London derby, Arsenal versus West Ham United. It'll be played at the Emirates Stadium, which is Arsenal's home ground. I think Arsenal were brilliant in the last game against Fulham. They won 3-0 at Craven Cottage. I think they put in a brilliant performance. Uh, they were defensively solid and their new signings contributed a lot to the team. Willian contributed two assists and Gabriel got a goal. I think that will be huge for Gabriel as uh, it will really boost his confidence and he can take uh, he can take it forward in the upcoming games. And uh, the signing of Aubameyang, I think Aubameyang signing a new contract uh, is a huge thing is a huge deal for a club because he he's so important. He's the captain. 
he scores so many important goals and i think uh, keeping him at the club for 3 years is huge for arsenal and also they have been linked with players like husam awar and thomas party i think mikel arteta really likes these players and i think he will he will really force the board to make these signings for him to increase uh, the quality arsenal have in the midfield i think arsenal are doing great uh, right now uh, they made a lot of transfers as well uh, they bought in players like william gabriel like i mentioned earlier so it looks great for arsenal but it does not look so great for west ham united because they lost their first game uh by the score with the score of 2-0 uh, against newcastle united uh i think they have to improve i think moyes david moyes has to uh has to find a solution to get the most out of his players and the squad that he has i think uh, the board is the the owners are looking to sell the club as well so i think it's it's a really bad time for united uh, the west ham united fans and i hope uh, things will get better for them Yeah, and West Ham United, their owners are listening to offers to sell the club as well. I think this is not a good look for the club right now, as I think David Moyes has to make his players focus on the job at hand. They have to focus and you know turn their turn their fortunes around because if it's too late, then I think West Ham will be going down uh, into the to the Championship. Uh, I think West Ham have enough quality in their squad with the likes of. they have so many players manuel lanzini uh, yarmolenko there's so many the list goes on and on so i think david moyes has to you know turn the fortunes around and do it as soon as possible and this game might be the the right place to start because their fixture fixture list upcoming fixtures look really difficult with them playing spurs wolves and so many other top six sides in in a very short space of time So it's it's going to be a KG affair. I think West Ham are not going to make it easy for Arsenal, but Arsenal with their quality in midfield and in the front line, I think they'll they'll uh, they'll beat a West Ham easily. Hopefully for Arsenal fans. Okay, so I'm going to be talking about Nuno Espirito Palace. Finally my team is playing their first game. Really excited to watch them play tomorrow. So coming straight away to the lineups, I think Manu will go for the four-three-three, where which they played for the majority of the season last year. Uh, goalkeeper position is still in doubt. I was just watching the press conference few hours ago, where Ole said that you will come to know tomorrow who is going to start. But both of them have been in really good form. Yeah, I'm talking about David De Gea and Dean Henderson. As for the defense, Harry Maguire, Lindelof will be the central defenders. Aaron Van Bissaka and Luke Shaw will be the fullbacks. The midfield, I think Nemanja Matić will play the defensive mid, and Bruno Fernandes and Pogba might start. Pogba has reco- recovered from his injury. Uh, sorry, he's recovered from COVID-19, so he he might start or. Ole might give uh, Van der Beek chance to start. He played 90 minutes for for them as well against Arsenal. And uh, the front three, you guys know that Ole will opt for Greenwood, Martial, and Rashford. With Rashford and Greenwood playing in either of the wings, and Martial playing as a centre forward. Manu finished the season really well, third place and Europa League semi-finals. 
even though they didn't go on till the finals and win the competition and their front three have scored good goals so i'm expecting the same from them and uh, with pandabeek uh, and bruno fernandes coming in they might get they might chip in with extra goals and assists so the squad depth is really good and i have high hopes on them as for crystal palace same 442 park the bus i am sorry they'll go with zaha and uh, ayu or mat bachuai and ayu with zaha and townsend playing in either of the wings so it's it's a tough game it's not easy it might look easy on the paper but it's really a, it's a really tough game but uh we know how crystal palace played their first game was a win against southampton really nice team so you never know what's going to happen last season they beat us at old trafford and then we beat them at uh, selhurst park but i think a strong start for manu with a win will will you know result in a it will be like a stepping stone for them they will they might end up having a great season they have to build up on the third place finish so yeah that's about it yeah so leicester versus burnley i'm going to start with leicester i mean they had a really good game against west brom three goals especially that midfield played really well and i think they might go for the same 4141 formation with uh ndd filling in as a center back for johnny evans who's out injured he'll play alongside soyuncu and uh, justin justin will play as the left back and castanio will play as the right back the midfield nampalis mendy will play as a defensive mid and here comes the headache james madison is fit now so i think he should start but uh who will he replaces the question uh last week the midfield played really well players like bright and telemans they ran the show they gave in brilliant balls and they were they were in full full good form so i don't know who will brendan rogers bench here i think if he benches perez and puts in madison he can play but uh they won't have the pace on that side of the wing and harvey barnes will start on the left side as usual and center forward you guys know fpl king jamie wardy will be there so yeah that's about leicester's lineup coming to burnley now they've had a lot of injury problems tarkovsky is injured but he might feature he might feature he is 75% fit so we don't know and ben me is injured there's no chance in coming so phil bardsley will play and the midfield goodmanson is injured he got injured against uh, sheffield in the league cup so dwight mcneil will be playing and front two they are going for the 442 so j rodriguez and chris wood might start they both played well last season so uh Sean Dyke with will go with them and there's Vidra who might come off the bench okay so 
coming to the overall game i think it's it's going to be a tough one because uh, burnley are a really unpredictable team they set back they defend really well and players like chris wood jay rodriguez they'll they'll just come up with the goal somehow if tarkovsky plays he's he's really dangerous with the set pieces but if if lester get those few chances if the midfield plays well if they find jamie wardy then nothing like it so i am going here for lester win because lester have already played a game and they won and since this burnley's first game i think burnley will go uh, i think they might lose yeah that's it So Newcastle welcome Brighton to St James's Park on Sunday as the Premier League action continues for both the teams. So when it comes to head-to-head encounters between Newcastle and Brighton, the stats are pretty even. In the past 10 encounters, Brighton have won 4, drawn 4 and lost 2. The most recent being a nil-nil draw in July. Newcastle looked very impressive against West Ham United. Uh they have invested heavily in the transfer window with new signings like Callum Wilson, Ryan Fraser as well as Jamal Lewis. Uh these are a few of the latest additions. They already have existing players like Alan Saint-Maximin as well as uh players like uh, Matty Longstaff and Miguel Almiron, Joel Linton who are surely going to do well in the upcoming game. As for Brighton, they have done a really good job under Graham Potter. uh they have a lot of young talent like Tariq Lamte, Vias Pesoma, Neil Mope, they are the some of the players who we have to keep an eye on during this game weekend. The match could go either way as previous results as we have seen from previous results, but I feel like Brighton will have the slight edge as they did play really well against a packed Chelsea side. So that's it for Newcastle versus Brighton. So another game to really look forward to the season is Wolves versus Manchester City. It's a game that no one would want to miss. Uh the game according to me is going to be a really tight game because uh, last season Wolves were the were only one of the two teams to beat Manchester City twice the la- previous season. I mean they did the double over Manchester City. Uh they've had a really good start to the season uh, this time around. Uh they picked up a 2-0 victory over Sheffield last week. uh the goal scorers were himenez as well as uh, roman saiz the debutant uh as for city uh they are going to be hungry and fierce as they come back to the premier league to try to dethrone liverpool as champions um a player that we cannot miss is kevin de bruyne he did win the pfa player of the year last year and i'm pretty sure he'll be looking to continue his great form Uh, also for city the debutant nathan ake if guardiola does decide to play him he would be one player to watch uh, if i'm not wrong uh, sergio aguero might be out for the match against wolves but we'll have to wait and see on that uh, apart from that i feel like the game is going to be very open uh, and very hard to call because of the uh, courage and the effort that wolves put into the match but also because of manchester city i mean uh they are an amazing team and uh, they are packed all over the pitch as well as on the bench so it's going to be a really good game to watch a really fun game to watch as well so don't miss the game and yeah enjoy guys leeds host fulham both the newly promoted sides will have a point to prove after they lost their opening game day fixtures against liverpool and arsenal leeds have already shown us that they can play some beautiful football 
and Marcelo Bielsa with his new regime has completely transformed this team. They actually look like they're here to stay and they've already shown us by scoring three goals against, you know, the reigning champions that uh, they are not going to go down very easily and definitely not without a fight. The football they are playing is so fluent and it's so pressurizing for the opposition to deal with, which is probably what is going to be the downfall of Fulham, who have already shown us that they have defensive woes. As you've seen in the previous game day against Arsenal, they weren't able to deal with the chances fully and they should have probably defended much better. But yeah, nevertheless, if they fix their defensive woes, they might be able to nick a point of leads in this game week. But nothing is for sure in the PL, so we'll just have to wait and watch. This is probably going to be a battle between the strikers, Pacey Patrick Bamford of Leeds and the talismanic Alexander Mitrovic of Fulham. But I feel like Leeds have the tactical superiority as compared to Fulham and Fulham have some defensive woes to be fixed. In my opinion, maybe Leeds come away with a win in this one. Let's hope and let's see what happens. That's our preview for EPL Game Week 2 guys. Let's see how many of those predictions we get right. Thanks a lot for watching and if you don't already follow our podcast, please go ahead and do so on Instagram, on YouTube, on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. The links to streaming the last three will be in the bio of our Instagram page at the rate pretentious pundits. Please let us know if you have any predictions and do leave them in the comments on our Instagram video and whenever this video goes up on YouTube. Thanks a lot for watching guys. See you in the next one. Bye. Uh, see you guys. Stay safe. See you in the next one. Thank you guys for watching and see you in the next one. Take care. Eat healthy guys. Take care and stay safe.